Is it better to arrive early or stay late on your Disneyland vacation? Which option will give you the shortest wait times? I've got the answer for you on this episode of Mixin' Some Magic. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! It's so nice to have you here. How are you? Doing good? Is it hot yet where you are? It's finally starting to get hot at my house, which is fine. I can't complain because it really hasn't been hot at all this summer, but now we're getting there. Uh, my raspberries are growing like crazy, which makes me so happy. And my apricot tree is also growing like crazy, which stresses me out. Our house came with an established apricot tree when we bought it like eight years ago. And every few years, it gives us hundreds and hundreds of apricots. And this is one of those years. And I have to tell you, it totally stresses me out. I mean, I like apricots as much as the next person, but what am I supposed to do with that many apricots? We don't like canned apricots because they taste weird. I've made jam before, but... It doesn't really get eaten at my house because I also make raspberry jam, which is amazing. And honestly, no one is going to skip over homemade raspberry jam for apricot jam. It just doesn't happen. I've tried giving them away, but people don't really love apricots. If I was giving away raspberries or peaches, my neighbors would be all over that. But when I'm giving away apricots, they're not that excited. Plus, a lot of my neighbors have their own apricots they're dealing with. So that doesn't work very well. I feel like there's this impending cloud of doom that is filled with apricots and heading my way. It's like the tree is a ticking time bomb. I shouldn't let it stress me out, but it does. I I think I'll probably make jam and give it to my neighbors for Christmas. Other than that, I have no ideas because that is not going to take up all my apricots. In the past, I've tried making fruit leather, and that's good, but it uses up like 10 apricots, and it takes forever, so not super helpful, but if you have any ideas on what to do with like a million apricots, then I would totally love to hear, because I, I have no idea. They're coming, and I don't know what to do with them. The funny thing is, we don't even water this tree. I don't know how it gets its water. It must have found water somewhere underground. And every year, my husband trims it back to within an inch of its life. And every year I tell him, well, now you've done it. You've killed the apricot tree. But every year it comes back bigger and stronger than ever. And I can't get rid of this tree because it is huge. And it's like our biggest source of shade in our yard. So we just have to deal with the apricots every few years. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I still have about a month before they're ready, so that's good, I guess. More time to dread them coming. <sighs> oh, man. I'll keep you updated on our apricot Armageddon situation. But guess what? We have hit 100,000 downloads for the show. I can't believe it. And I'm just so thankful. 
Thank you for being here and listening and supporting what I do. You are the best. So to celebrate, I thought a giveaway was in order. I am going to give away a $100 Disney gift card. You can use this to go towards your next Disney trip. You could use it to buy treats for yourself in the park, or you can buy something on Shop Disney. But I had to figure out a way to make this giveaway something all of my listeners could enter. In the past, I've had giveaways where people leave a comment, but that excludes a lot of people who listen on a platform that doesn't allow commenting. So I think I have it all figured out. I created a simple Google Doc, and to enter, all you have to do is fill it out and enter the secret word. I decided to have a secret word so that just listeners could really be entered to win, because I want this gift card to go to someone who actually listens. So there's a link in the show description for the Google Doc, and the secret word is purple because it's my favorite color. So head to the link, enter to win, and thank you so much for listening The giveaway will end on July 26th to give everyone a chance to enter. I know people listen to these episodes a little bit delayed sometimes, so I wanted to give everyone a chance to enter. So July 26th is the end date. And if you would like a second entry into the giveaway, you can also leave me a written review if you listen on the Apple platform. I will count all comments from here until July 26th as an extra entry. I'm excited. Uh, There's really not much Disney news other than Oogie Boogie Bash tickets have gone on sale for Magic Key Holders today. I'm recording this on Tuesday. It will drop tomorrow on Wednesday. But I was able to purchase my tickets for Oogie Boogie Bash today because I am a Magic Key Holder. It took me three hours in the queue to get my tickets. It gets a little stressful, I tell you. But I was able to get mine going September 21st, and I'm pretty excited. Tickets go on sale to the general public on Thursday, and they will sell out. So grab them while you can. If you are planning on attending the Oogie Boogie Bash, get them Thursday if you don't have them already. Let's talk about what you can expect as far as events and ride closures if you'll be visiting Disneyland in July. You can find a full guide to Disneyland in July on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can check that out. But the Disney 100 celebration is going strong. Supposedly, it runs all year long. There's really not an end date that we've been given. But I suspect that once Halloween and the holidays kick off, the 100 celebration will kind of fade into the background a little bit. That's my guess anyway. If you're visiting on the 4th of July then good luck to you. The 4th of July is just such a crazy, crazy time to visit Disneyland. Probably one of the most crowded days. I mean, I will never visit on the 4th of July. I mean, never say never. If someone invites me to visit on the 4th of July, I would probably go. But 4th of July and the week between Christmas and New Year's, like Christmas week all the way up till New Year's, crazy, crazy times to visit. I avoid those at all costs. But if you happen to be going, then I'm sure you'll have a great time. And Disney has a special 4th of July fireworks celebration over at Disneyland. And over with World of Color, they have a little 4th of July tribute that happens right before the World of Color show starts. So that's pretty cool. If you're going, make sure you check those out, especially the fireworks at Disneyland, because I hear they are amazing. 
on July 5th. Soaring Around the World closes. It reopens July 17th. The monorail closes on July 5th. We don't have a reopening date for that yet. Alice in Wonderland closes again on July 5th and reopens July 21st. Toy Story Midway Mania closes July 17th. We do not have a reopening date for that yet. And let's see, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride closes July 24th. No reopening date for that. On July 31st, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail closes. No reopening date. And of course, Splash Mountain is closed now for re-theming and will open late 2024 as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And Tarzan's Treehouse is closed for re-theming. Who knows when it's going to reopen? It's been closed forever, but it it will reopen as the Adventureland Treehouse eventually, I'm assuming. So there you go. That's what's happening at Disneyland in July. Well, I just got back from Disneyland. I was able to visit with my cousin Mandy last week, and we did some strategy testing and tried out Storytellers Cafe, which is a character breakfast and brunch. We decided to do some testing to see which is better in terms of low wait times for attractions, rope dropping or staying until the parks close, which we decided to call ride stop because you keep going until the rides stop. So we decided to see which would be better. Mandy is joining me today on this episode to talk all about the results of the strategy testing, and I think it might surprise you, and to help me review the Storytellers Cafe. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get right to it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixing Some Magic. If you're visiting Disneyland soon, don't forget to grab your tickets ASAP. Disney likes to raise prices overnight, and in the past that has happened in the fall. So it's coming. Don't be caught unaware. If you're visiting Disneyland between now and 2024, buy your tickets now so you can save some money. I always get my tickets through Getaway Today because they are the very best. Their tickets are always discounted off gate price and their hotel deals are amazing. I'm telling you, all the hotels in the Disneyland area love Getaway Today. They reserve some of their best rooms for them and they also reserve their best prices for Getaway Today guests. So if you're not booking with Getaway Today, you're paying more than you should. And nobody wants to be paying more than they need to. So make sure you book your trip ASAP, book with Getaway Today. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you're booking a package with hotel and tickets, you can use my code MIX10 to save an extra $10. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Mandy and I just got back from Disneyland, and we are here to talk about two super important things. Number one is our breakfast or brunch at Storyteller Cafe, and number two is 
our little challenge we did, rope drop to ride stop. So fun stuff to talk about. Yes. But first, I think we need to play a game because you've been on the podcast before. You've answered all of my favorites questions and we've played Would You Rather before, but I thought we should play again. Okay. Give me some good ones. Okay. It's so fun. Okay. I just have four questions, so not too hard. Okay. Number one, would you rather have an enchanted fairy godmother or a magic genie in a lamp? A magic genie in my in a lamp. So I can get wishes. Don't they grant wishes? Yeah, but I think you only get three. But how good of things could the fairy godmother do? That's true. Like maybe the genie has more power. Yeah, maybe the genie can grant anything and the fairy godmother can only do little, little things. That could be, and maybe she isn't around all the time. Yeah, maybe she just pops in and out, and you can just carry your genie in the lamp. lamp. Yeah, all the time. I want. What do you want? I was thinking fairy godmother, but if I don't know how to get a hold of her, if I can't like keep her around, then maybe not. She might be busy. Yeah, you always know where that genie is, unless someone steals him. But don't you feel bad keeping a genie in a lamp, though? Not if he has a nice little house and there's a lamp. Is it nice in there? It's nice in my lamp. Okay. Your genie's well taken care of then. Yep. Okay. Even though he's like enslaved. Well, don't put it that way. That doesn't okay. sound very fun. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you'll use your last wish to set him free, right? I would. I would get like two huge wishes and my last wish I would set him free for sure. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, you're so nice. I know. <laughs> okay, next one. Would you rather be captured by the Pirates of the Caribbean or fight the dragon from Sleeping Beauty? Oh, geez. Captured yeah. by the pirates? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to be tackling the dragon, taking on a dragon. <laughs> So you'd rather be captured by pirates? Well, I have a chance of escaping. I don't think I have a good chance of, like, beating the dragon. Is Captain Jack Sparrow there? Maybe you don't want to escape if Captain Jack Sparrow is there. True. I probably would not. (laughs) (laughs) If it's the scary pirates that turn into skeletons in the moonlight, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That might not be good. What would you want to do? Probably captured by pirates, too, because I'm pretty sure there's no way I can beat a dragon. Yeah, that's pretty difficult. This seems hard. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Maybe they're nice pirates. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Okay, next. Would you rather have a long white beard, like the seven dwarfs, or... A short, black, curly beard like Jafar in Aladdin. Oh, geez. What kind of question is that? (laughs) I don't know. It's like a no-win. Either way, you're getting a beard. Okay, if I'm getting a beard, I want a long gray beard. Why? Because I could braid it and make it like cute. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're going to put beads in it and stuff? Yeah, something. Decorate it. I don't know. A short, curly black beard just doesn't sound like fun. That's true. I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll go white beard, too. Um, yeah, you can... You can put beads in it, braid it, make it look cute. Maybe start a new trend. The lady I'm sure. The what is that? Isn't there like a circus show? The bearded lady. Yeah, the bearded lady. We could go on tour with the circus. We could. We'd have a job already. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be discriminated against. We would have a job immediately. That's good. Okay. All right, long white beard, because that'll look better in the circus. That'll bring more more money in, people to stare at us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, now last question. You are going to hate this one, oh. but I think it needs to be asked. Okay. Okay. Would you rather never eat the gray stuff again or never ride Pirates of the Caribbean again? Oh my gosh, Melissa, those are my two favorite things. I know. <laughs> you have one of them has to go. I would get rid of pirates. What? I you would rather eat the gray stuff? Yeah. Than never ride pirates? Yes. No, wait. I said it wrong, but I know what you mean. Yes. I love it that much. Actually, Melissa on her Instagram stories gave the gray stuff an 8 out of 10. And I specifically told you, you're like, what would you rank it? And I'm like, 100 out of 10. Then I'm looking through your stories and it's 8 out of 10. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is ridiculous. Well, I like it. I just don't love it. I wouldn't give up Pirates of the Caribbean for it, for sure. I love it. It's my very favorite Disneyland treat. Man, I hope they never get rid of it. You will be in trouble. I would have to learn how to make it myself, and it wouldn't taste as good, and I would be bugged. Well, I hope it never comes to that. I hope you can always have your two true loves. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm surprised, though. I thought you'd pick pirates over gray stuff. No, that's how much I like the gray stuff. I yeah, love it's it. It's delicious delicious okay well let's talk about our brunch at storyteller cafe is that storytellers storytellers cafe yep because i had never been there had you been there before nope i had never been there and i asked you if you wanted to do that or goofy's kitchen and you had just taken your daughters to goofy's kitchen so i was like well i kind of want to try a character breakfast lunch thing so let's go there so we did that so it was new to both of us it was our first time yep it was fun so when we walked in then they gave us a little button I think they do that at all of the character dining so they give you a little button it says storytellers cafe and it has mickey on there so that's cute make sure you get your button yep. and we decided to eat at our our reservation was at ten forty five, right yeah and you're so smart, and you picked this time specifically. How come? Because they start brunch at 11 a.m., so but they keep serving breakfast through 1 p.m. So it kind of goes into this breakfast brunch phase where you can do some lunch items, some breakfast items. So I was like, if I'm paying 
if I'm paying for this character breakfast, I might as well, we might as well try the best of both worlds and do the brunch menu. So when we first got there, they were still only serving breakfast. So we mm-hmm. went and got our plate of breakfast foods. And then by then it was like 1115 and they had rolled out the lunch or brunch items. So we got to experience both of them at the breakfast price. We still only had to pay the breakfast price. Which was still expensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that was really fun to be able to do breakfast and brunch. So they had, I mean, everything you could think of for breakfast. Except I was a little disappointed because I was so excited. I saw Mickey Waffles. Mickey Waffles are my favorite and they didn't taste the same because they're whole grain Mickey Waffles. I know. I sat down with one and I was like, do these look a little different to you? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, they seem kind of dark. And then I ate mine and I was like, I don't know. It just kind of tastes bland. And then you ate yours and you're like, I think it's whole grain. It was so disappointing. Yeah, they weren't the malted yummy waffles. No. So I was sad about that, but it was good. I mean, it was your pretty standard breakfast. I think it was pretty comparable to what you would get over at the Plaza Inn breakfast with Minnie, would you say? Yeah, I kind of felt like they had some fancier things that a Plaza Inn wouldn't offer. Um, Like fancier, more pastries, um, Mm -hmm. more... I mean, I guess for the brunch items, for sure, they were fancier, but... They did have a meat carving station, which they don't have at the plaza, I don't think. Well, and I... they had... Do they have omelets at the plaza inn? I, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, they do. But they had some um, Mexican food dishes for breakfast. I'm trying to remember the names. Um, yeah, I... I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of what it's called either. So they're... Sh- Chaliques, Chalika. <laughs> we obviously don't know. <laughs> it was fancy looking. <laughs> yeah, so breakfast foods were yummy. The characters came marching around. At one point, they marched around, kind of, they made this little announcement about, I don't know, something about welcome to breakfast and the characters would be coming to your table and they marched around. And everybody could wave to them. And then they came individually to our table. So Storytellers is the only place you can meet Mickey Mouse for character dining. So that's pretty cool. So we got to see Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Chip and Dale. Is that it? Yeah, those are the only five they had out a day. But there's only five characters for the whole restaurant. But they actually, they made their rounds. I bet we saw them like. At least two, if not three times each on some of them. So they made their rounds pretty good. They did. And they came to our table and made us feel special every single time, which is fun. Like they really take time to interact with you, except for Mickey. I felt like Mickey was giving us the cold shoulder. And I was telling Mandy, Mickey is not coming over here on purpose. He hates us. I don't know why, but I feel like we are being shunned by mickey mouse we were a little shunned by mickey mouse but maybe mickey heard us because right after i said that then mickey came over and gave us a ton of attention 
<laughs> I saw Mickey one time, though. I think we saw all the other characters probably three times. Yeah, yeah but Mickey only came to our table once. But he would, he did skip us a couple times. He did. Why didn't he like us? I think because we, I don't know, didn't have any kids with us. I don't know. <laughs> He's probably like, those weird Disney adults. I'm not going over there. Mickey would never think that about us. I know. He did but love I, when he gave, came to our table. Yeah, he was really nice when he finally came to our table. Plus. <laughs> So we had heard that there is a menu that you can order off of that's not available. Like they don't give you a menu when you sit down, but if you ask to order things off this menu, then you can. So we asked our waiter and he said that they used to have a ton of items available right after COVID, but now they only have a few items available, but one of them was beignets. And he's like, do you want some little mini beignets? We're like, yeah, we do. So he ordered us some of those. It was all included. It's still included in the price. And then everything else on the menu was kids' menu items, like mini cheeseburgers or chicken fingers or French fries. And I think the only thing that we were really interested in was the beignets. And they were a passion fruit beignet. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were good. And I think that... I mean, we're talking about the menu. I mean, we talked about breakfast, but the lunch menu or the brunch menu, when they brought out the lunch items, there really wasn't hardly anything that kids, I would think, would like on that. So it's good that they have the menu that you can order from your waiter, but I don't think anybody would know that unless the waiter tells you, but they had fancy things for the brunch, like very fancy kale salads fancy pastas I don't know what other things do they have I just the only thing I thought they would like was the pizza they did have some like flatbread pizza that was okay and then lots of different pasta salads I think they had there was one pasta that I liked that had like it was kind of an alfredo-y pasta but honestly the lunch menu the brunch menu was kind of too fancy for me too Yeah, it was fancy. Like, definitely Storytellers is a fancier character dining, I think, than other ones. Yes, and even my kids now being older, they would have been happy with the breakfast. They would not have been excited about any of the brunch things except for maybe the pizza. And if they, you know, if we hadn't known that you could order off the kids' menu, they would go hungry if I took them there and didn't know there was an extra menu that's kind of secret. Yeah. Although the best thing was this little mini, like, pina colada cupcake. It was so good. We it kept, was so good. We kept going back for more every time. Yeah, it was really good. It had some, like, toasted coconut on top. It was delicious. That was my favorite thing that we ate there the whole the whole time. I know. I kept being like, I'm so full, but I need a mini cupcake again. They were good. One, two. (laughs) They were so good. Um, We did, I did get some Diet Coke because I love buying Diet Coke at the sit down places because I think they cost the same as a bottle of Diet Coke or a Diet Coke in the parks, but you get free refills. So since we were there for like an hour and a half, I got a bunch of Diet Coke refills. It made me so happy. And I think the actual, the Coke came with your meal. So I think you got one free, yeah, you got a free pet for just your meal. 
So you, I didn't even know that. Yeah, was included. No, it was included. So you didn't have to pay for your drink. Well, I really got my money's worth then. If I didn't from the buffet, I did from the Diet Coke for sure. I know you just bringing you Diet Cokes and Diet Cokes. Yeah, a little Diet Coke, like in little fancy glasses, but you got your money's worth. It's true. I probably had like eight of them. I think you did. Gosh, it might be worth it to go to character dining just for the free soda. Well, I think that the soda is included. I think it is. I think you're right. So we had fun. Is there anything else that we're forgetting about character dining? Um, It is nice because it is very air conditioned. They don't rush you at all. Mm-hmm. Some of the restaurants, like even sit down restaurants in Disney, I feel a little rushed. Um, like they bring your food out so fast. They're kind of cleaning up your stuff really fast. They kind of want to get you in and out. I did feel like character dining was more of a relaxed atmosphere and they didn't rush you at all. Like, in fact, we had to like ask for our check because Mm -hmm. we're like, where's our waiter? Like, when's he coming back? And not being attentive, but just like, they're very like low key and it's more relaxed environment. So... For sure. That was nice. So we have done, the two of us have done together the breakfast with Minnie and then this storyteller. So which do you think was better between the two? Well, that's hard because when we went to breakfast with Minnie, it was during right after COVID when all the characters were just parading around. You didn't get to even take a picture with them. Mm. Um, I did probably like the breakfast better at closet in just because they had the regular waffles they had yummy banana foster stuff that went over it um but I mean I'm it's changed now so maybe plaza but you said that you really like the atmosphere at Goofy's Kitchen for little kids so I'm taking my nephew with my sister in November so I'm gonna book Goofy's Kitchen so we can experience that and have a little bit more fun, uplifting atmosphere. That'll be fun. He'll love Goofy's Kitchen. I think Goofy's Kitchen, if you have little kids, is the funnest. Because it's kind of a Toontowny theme. It's very cute. Yeah. And the food was delicious. I would say my favorite is still Plaza Inn, just because it's so fun to be in the parks. Mm-hmm. Always kind of, I don't know, nice. And you get to see more characters at Plaza Inn because they have Minnie, Daisy, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Pluto. Who else? Sometimes the fairy godmother, sometimes Captain Hook, sometimes the mice from Cinderella. Yeah, you get more characters there for sure. Like I said, I don't know if they switch characters out at Storytellers, but there was only five. So it wouldn't have even been nice if they had eight and you saw eight of them less often, but different ones too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's true. But overall it was fun. It costs the same. All the character dining costs the same, except for the princess breakfast at the Napa Rose. That's much more expensive. So I don't know. People can kind of pick and choose, but my top are still Plaza Inn and Goofy's Kitchen. And I like that you can do Goofy's Kitchen for dinner. Yeah. They still have characters for dinner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's fun. I can't wait to try it. Okay. So then the next day 
we decided to do this challenge that we have been talking about for a long time. Because Mandy and I have been going to Disneyland together for a couple of years. Well, actually, we started going to Disneyland together when we were like two because we're cousins. So we've been going to Disneyland for like 40 years. Jeez, don't see how old we are. <laughs> there, Melissa's older. By five days, you still got to bring that up all the time. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so I always talk about rope drop. I'm sure people have heard me talk about rope drop, how it's such a time saver. You can get on all the rides much quicker than you can later in the day. I introduced Mandy to rope dropping. She didn't even know what it was. But then Mandy started telling me this like fanciful story that I just couldn't wrap my head around and believe. Tell us the story. Tell us the fairy tale. The fairy tale is Melissa was telling me how amazing rope drop was. I go and do rope drop, which it is fantastic. Like it is really good. And I'm not going to lie. And I just, I personally have been the person that before Melissa introduced me to rope drop, I would get to the parks like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then I would stay till midnight at Disneyland. And from 10 to midnight, is like way more of a ghost town. Like there's so many more less people than in the mornings. So that's what I kept telling Melissa. And she didn't believe me. So a while ago, we kept talking about, let's do this challenge. Let's see if early morning rope drop is better or in the evenings from 10 to noon or 10 to noon, 10 to midnight. So I have always told Melissa they're basically walk-ons at night, and she didn't believe me. I just, I mean, I've been at night, obviously. I've stayed till closing, but I just couldn't wrap my head around how it could be as good as rope drop. I knew the lines were obviously shorter than, like, the middle of the day, but I'm like, I don't think it'd be good, as good as rope drop. So we decided let's test it out, but we couldn't test it out until we had a really cool name for it. It's awesome. Yeah, so you can't just say, we're going to do a rope drop to stay late at night and the park closes challenge. That sounds stupid. Yeah. Mm -mm. Dumb. And it, it had to rhyme because I love things that rhyme so much. So it took us a while, but we finally came up with it. We called our challenge rope drop to ride stop because we were staying until the ride stopped. So the park closed and they stopped running the rides. Yep. Awesome name. It is. I think it's very clever. No, it's going to totally catch on. And everyone's going to be like, I'm saying tell ride stop. Exactly. And you'll, everyone will know that it started here. We coined the phrase. Yep. Rope drop to ride stop, baby. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out how we could do this scientifically. But we're not scientists. So we just did our best. <laughs> and we decided to make a little like schedule. So we came up with some rides that we wanted to do for rope drop. And then we thought we'll repeat those rides again, starting at 10 PM. But in our minds, and it still makes sense to me, we decided to reverse the order for ride stop. Like if we start, if we started with big thunder mountain, then that would be the one we ended on with ride stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you have to, because like, Say you even do, like, Indiana Jones. Like, if you might 
get on Indiana Jones first thing fast in the morning, but at night, if you try to get on Indiana Jones at 10 p.m., it's going to take up, like, way more time than if you would go get on a different ride at 10 p.m. So, like, your biggest rides that are usually the most crowded, you have to do towards the end of the night, just like you would do towards the beginning of Rope Drop. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. It does make sense. I think we're very clever. We're so smart. We are smart. <laughs> so we decided this was our this was our strategy for rope drop. We were gonna hit Matterhorn and then Alice in Wonderland. So we get to rope drop, we're cruising over to Matterhorn, it's closed. That's fine. We'll go to Alice and then we'll go back to Matterhorn. Alice is closed. So we're like, dang it. So we had to kind of scramble. And this is what I said to Melissa. I said, this is why we checked the app before we start running to rides. Exactly. And we did not. We just, we were just going. We were so excited. I know. Rookie mistake. It's fine. Yeah. So we just, we pivoted and we decided to hit Big Thunder first. So we did Big Thunder and then Jungle Cruise. Oh, wait, let me tell them wait times. I have this all written down on this handy little graphic. It okay. looks so good. Okay, so Big Thunder. We waited for eight minutes first thing in the morning. Then we did Jungle Cruise, waited for eight minutes. Then we did Haunted Mansion, waited for two minutes. Then we did Winnie the Pooh, which was a walk-on. I just put one minute because we walked right onto it. Next, we did Pirates and waited six minutes. Then Snow White waited five minutes. Mr. Toad waited eight minutes. And by then, it was 10 a.m. and time for us to stop. So overall, those wait times are pretty great, especially considering in the afternoon. I mean, all of those are going to be like 20, 30, 40 minutes or longer. You just don't know. Yeah. If you're not using Genie Plus. Yeah. So we got seven attractions, pretty good. And I was like, there's I, there's no way that Ride Stop is going to be better than this. I was doubtful. Because I mean, those are really, really good wait times. I mean, yeah. They are. And we did this in the summer. This is in June. This isn't like a dead, you know, random dead day in February. This is summertime. Kids are out of school. It's a busy park time. So. Then the struggle, though, for me was staying there until 10 p.m., all, well, all the way to midnight. So we killed the whole day. We did lots of fun things. It's not like we just sat there twiddling our thumbs, but we did lots of fun things. Then it was time to do the ride stop portion of the challenge, and I was excited. I got my second wind, 10 p.m. We were excited and we hit Mr. Toad first because remember, we're reversing the order and we ended with Mr. Toad. So we did Mr. Toad at 10 p.m. and we waited for four minutes. Then we did Snow White and we waited for seven minutes. Next was Pirates. We waited for two minutes. After that was Winnie the Pooh. We waited for one minute. It was a walk on just like it was in the morning. Next was Haunted Mansion. We waited for four minutes. After that was Jungle Cruise. We waited for one minute. Then we did Big Thunder, which is the one that we started with. We waited for four minutes, and then we still had a little bit of time. So we went over, and we did Alice in Wonderland. We waited six minutes, and we were like, 
30 seconds too late to get on Matterhorn after that. We were so close, but then it hit midnight and everything shut down. So we weren't able to get on Matterhorn, but we did a total of eight attractions, which was really great. So we got one more attraction in, almost two during ride stop, which I thought was awesome. I'm like, that's really cool. We did great, but then it wasn't until today I added up how many minutes we actually waited. I was pretty surprised. So okay. we waited total for rope drop for those seven attractions, 38 minutes in line. Now for ride stop with eight attractions, so one extra attraction, the total time we waited was 29 minutes. Wow. I know, right? Right stop for the win. I know. I was surprised that it was that big of a difference. Yeah. And I mean, we were so close to getting that ninth attraction too. So, I mean, 11 minute difference, which is kind of significant, I feel like. Yeah, it is. And just so everyone knows, like, I mean, we we got to the parks, entered the parks at 8 a.m. And then it took about 15 minutes for us to pivot from Big Thunder and Alice over to, or not Big Thunder, Matterhorn from Alice over to Big Thunder. So we got into line at Big Thunder like 8.15. So we didn't start a rope ride stop until 10.15, really. Yeah, we wanted it to be fair. Fair, yeah. So in an hour and 45 minutes, we waited 29 minutes and got on eight rides. That's incredible, I think. It really is. I You've opened my eyes. It's a whole new ball game. And now I want to do more testing on ride stop, rope drop, and see, I mean, if you did a different strategy, like how would it work out? I kind of feel like it wouldn't work as well over at DCA just because the parks close at 10 there most nights and most people will stay until it closes and not ditch out early like they do at Disneyland. Yeah, I've tried it at DCA from like 9 to 10. You can definitely get on rides with way lower wait times. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting, but it's not as successful as Disneyland is. So just because people do bell at 10 p.m. and stay till 10 p.m. So a lot of people leave after the fireworks. Um, especially when Phantasmic's going and they have a 10.30 Phantasmic showing, then everybody's watching that. Not everybody, but a bunch of people are watching that, so the rides are dead. Um, and on our last day, we were going to do another challenge where we tried to hit the major big rides, but most of them were shut down. But I even... Like, I was like, well, I want to go ride Rise because I hadn't rode Rise the Resistance yet. So I walked over to Rise at, like, 9.55, was it? Mm-hmm. It took me four minutes to walk through line, got right on, and it was great. So Ride Stop is the way to go. It really is awesome. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who can't make it happen. Like, little kids, they probably can't hang that long. People in their 40s, like me, sometimes can't hang that long. <laughs> I can. So that's why I'm younger. See, I can still do it. <laughs> that's so true. I could do it. I can stay late 
like a couple times. Well, you probably could stay late if you slept in and were at the parks at 7.30, getting up at 6. Yes. Yeah. But I think for people who really want to maximize their time, do both. Like rope drop and then do ride stop. You don't have to do what we did and like do the exact same rides and reverse the order. We were just doing that to see what the time difference really was. But like get your rope drop rides in and then go hit your very favorite ones from 10 to midnight that you want to do again or that you haven't had a chance to ride because the lines will be much, much shorter. Yeah. Because I've done this and stayed late and like I think what messed us up is like we had to walk clear over to Winnie the Pooh. Which isn't really that far from Haunted Mansion, but then when you're walking from Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh clear back, it takes up a lot of time of walking time. But if you wanted to just like hit the Fantasyland rides at night, they're way shorter. Or like hit Fantasyland, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, Matterhorn, Space, like all those are right together and you can hit a ton of rides really fast. At so night. smart. Yeah. So smart. You've opened my eyes. I've opened your eyes. Now you can sleep in and stay late when you want. I know. And I think that, I mean, it's kind of freeing a little bit to be like, well, we didn't make rope drop, but guess what? It's fine because we're going to stay late and we're still going to be able to hit a ton of rides that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. Pretty fantastic. And these wait times aren't, I mean, they're pretty typical, except for like, I've been like on a holiday weekend when it's definitely more crowded. So the wait times are a little bit higher at rope drop and ride stop. So you just have to kind of go in there with the thought that based on how many people are there, but typically that is how it is for me when I've gone, just, I think only time it wasn't was like first day of the holidays or first day of Halloween when it's super, super busy um, mm-hmm. in the parks anyways. So fun. Now I'm, now I'm like anxious to get back and do it again. I know, right? I love it. Yeah. So fun. Well, you win 100%. We should you beat be- me on this and you always beat me on Buzz Lightyear too. Both those things. <laughs> I can't be on Toy Story though, so... That's good. I'm I'm good at Toy Story. You are good at Toy Story. I we should have made a bet and have like something really like the winner gets this. No, because I would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do some more testing though, because I think it would be interesting to be like, what if we started in Tomorrowland? How would that affect it? Things like that. Yeah, we should. Let's do it. I okay. think it'll be fun. So interesting. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting with me all about it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for going to Disney with me. It was fun. Always. All right. Talk to you later, Mandy. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Mandy for joining me. Were you surprised by the results of our test? Our rope drop to ride stop testing. I have to say, I really was surprised. I'll definitely be doing more testing on the ride stop strategy that will be coming soon. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Don't forget to enter the $100 Disney card giveaway. Find the link to enter in the show notes and the code word is purple. I will be taking the next two weeks off for a summer break. I've got some 
little trip scheduled with my family, so I will be off enjoying that. But I've got some amazing guests and shows lined up for when I get back. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.